Ashley. No, I haven't seen him. I just wanted to let you know that Steve doesn't want me with him. Have Lunning paged. I want to talk to him, now. For such a pleasant man, Frank could be commanding when he chose, Jay thought as she went to the nurse's station and requested that Major Lunning be paged. It was five minutes before he appeared, looking tired and rumpled and dressed in surgicals. He listened to Jay then without a word, walked to the payphone and talked quietly to Frank. She couldn't make out what he was saying, but when he hung up, he called a nurse and went directly into Steve's room. Jay waited in the hallway, struggling to handle her feelings. Though she knew Steve and had expected this, it still hurt. It hurt more now than it had when they had divorced. She felt oddly, betrayed and bereft, as if she had lost part of herself, and she hadn't felt that way before. She hadn't felt so strongly connected to him before. Well, this was just another classic example of her own intensity leading her to read things into a situation that simply weren't there. Would she ever learn? Major Lunning was in Steve's room a long time, and a phalanx of nurses came and went. Within half an hour, Frank arrived, his face taut and set. He squeezed Jay's arm comfortingly as he went past, but he didn't stop to talk. He too disappeared into Steve's room as if something dreadfully important were going on in there. Jay moved to the visitor's lounge, sitting quietly with her hands folded in her lap while she tried to plan out what she should do next. Return to New York, obviously, and get a job. But the idea of hurling herself back into the business world left her cold. She didn't want to go back. She didn't want to leave Steve. Even now, she didn't want to leave him. Almost an hour later, Frank found her in the lounge. He looked at her sharply before going to the coffee machine and buying two cups. Jay looked up and managed to smile for him as he approached. Do I really look as if I need that? She asked, wryly, nodding toward the coffee. He extended a cup toward her. I know. It tastes worse than it looks. Drink it anyway. If you don't need it now, you will in a minute. She took the cup and sipped the hot liquid, grimacing at the taste. It was a mystery how anyone could take simple water and coffee and make them taste so horrible. Why will I need it in a minute? It's over, isn't it? Steve told me to go away. It's obvious that he doesn't want me here, so my presence will only upset him and slow his recovery. It isn't over, Frank said, looking down at his own coffee, and his flat tone made Jay look at him sharply. He looked haggard, with worry etching new lines into his face. A cold chill ran down her spine, and she sat up straight. What's wrong? she asked. Has he relapsed? No. Then what's wrong? He doesn't remember, Frank said simply. Anything. He has amnesia. Frank had been right. She did need the coffee. She drank that cup, then got another one. Her head was reeling, and she felt as if she'd been punched in the stomach. What else can go wrong? She asked, 
talking mostly to herself, but Frank knew what she meant. He sighed. They hadn't counted on this. They had needed him awake, able to talk, able to understand what needed to be done. This latest development had thrown a monkey wrench into the whole plan. He didn't even know who he was. How could he protect himself if he didn't know who he had to be on guard against? He couldn't recognize friends or enemies. He's been asking for you, Frank said, taking her hand. She started already rising to her feet, but he tugged on her hand and she sank back into her chair. We've been asking him a lot of questions, he continued. We used your system, though it takes a while. When you told him you were his ex-wife, it confused him, scared him. He couldn't remember you and he didn't know what to do.